Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And this is this is a tangent rant for you. We sometimes we go off on tangents. We go down rabbit holes and we end up going way off topic. <laughs> and well, we thought this conversation was worth keeping because I mean we make some valid points. We we have we, it's an interesting conversation, and, well, we thought we'd give you guys a little bit of a bonus. So, enjoy. So, yeah, the new Dune movie, it's a spectacle. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it's made for. Yeah. And, like, I've I've watched, like, John Campia for, for a long time, and he's one of those, like, people. And I like, a lot of, <laughs> I like a lot of what he has to say, but there are a couple of things I just, like, adamantly disagree with him on, and this is one of them, is that he's, like, you have to see movies in cinemas, like, you have to. That is the way they were meant to be seen. And I understand that. But if your plot's not going to stand up for me at home, what's the point in me seeing it in a cinema? Yeah. No, like, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't – I love the spectacle. And, like, Lord of the Rings is a beautiful movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I saw the last two of them in the IMAX. Yeah. And, same. And midnight showing for, I think, both of them for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a great time. And it's beautiful. And, yes, it's a spectacle. But, but I'm not going to give a fart. Okay. If I can't watch it at home and enjoy it too. But here's the thing. To me, the idea of a spectacle movie, the spectacle is, it's not so much just the visual of the film. The spectacle is experiencing it with the theater of people. And maybe that, yeah. And so that, like that, to me, like that's why, you know, like, um, and I, I, I think of it like when I saw, um, because, again, because, you know, my family, we just, we watched whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. Uh-huh. Watching people, like, get the shit scared out of them by dinosaurs. Like, I was eight years old, and, like, I was there for it. Um, And it's the same, like, that's why, like, you know, I, even though, like, I went to see it by myself instead of driving down and seeing seeing them with, like, you guys and Shane or whatever... But the, like, the, you know, end game or whatever. It's like, yeah. I wanted to see that in a theater because I wanted, I wanted, like, the reactions of people. It was, it was like, yeah. this, you know, it was like, the, fuck, like, I don't care. It was like, I don't care about the visuals. Like, the movie would have been fine watching it at home. But, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's just certain things. I'm like, I, you, I, I want to. just as hard from, like, the last, for the last, like, 30, 40 minutes of that, of Endgame, as mm-hmm. I did in theaters, even now. Like, yeah. it still affects me, and it's not because, no, don't be wrong, there is something awe-inspiring about seeing some things on a big screen. Yeah. But if that is the only way you can enjoy a movie, then I question your movie. Like, mm-hmm. your movie is not worth me watching then. I'm telling you. I like, yeah. Somebody said that about Shang-Chi, and I saw, I loved Shang-Chi. Let me make that very clear. And mm-hmm. it is a gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. But... I I think I haven't seen it yet at home, but I think I will love it as much mm-hmm. here as I did watching it in the movie theater. And granted, it was also a movie theater with two other people. Like it was my husband and like oh, two yeah. other people. But like there's something uh, there is something that the visual that's beautiful, but I I can also experience and understand yeah, exactly in my living room it, without it, having it. 20 stories high in front of me exactly like, i mean yes it is appreciative and it's gorgeous like for harry potter it sets the like epicness of the scale of mm-hmm. what you're going into but you also don't 
have to have it to understand the story of a boy exactly. who's been mistreated being brought into a magical world. Anne and I, and this is sort of one of those like foundation stones of mine and Anne's friendship, <laughs> is that we we you know we worked in the cafeteria together. We we you know like we knew each other like we had kind of bonded over other things and we were both english majors so we had had classes together and everything like that but it was the end of a 40 hour work week and so we were kind of be you know departing for uh-huh. you know like leaving for the summers or whatever and she and i were kind of you know about the only people that were you know we were still like sort of friends whatever and we just decided on a whim of like like hey let's go see troy at the imax <laughs> And so we went. And let me tell you, the movie's gorgeous. It's still just as shitty on an IMAX as it is like on like watching it on DVD sometime later. Yeah. Like on like, a tiny ass television. Yeah. I mean It can enhance greatness. It can. But I don't think it necessarily makes a movie great. No, it doesn't. But see, and I think that's the thing with Avatar. Like to go off on that. <laughs> For two seconds. I think that's why my dislike of Avatar exists. I saw Avatar in a movie theater first Mm -hmm. time. And my uncle, who at the time I respected, that's way the little, (laughs) but he raved to me and my husband and my little sister. And it was, I should also explain, Kimberly's birthday is like two days after Christmas. And so every year since I have had my own money, Mm -hmm. so since I was in college, basically, that is by, part of my Christmas gift slash birthday gift to my sister is we go to the movies, whether mm-hmm. it's the whole family, whether it's just me and her, yeah. whether it's me and her and my husband, we go to the movies to see a movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've done it not just for birthdays and stuff too. We went and saw Moana together, just the two of us and stuff, but that is a specific, like for her birthday, we go see whatever movie she chooses. I've also made the mistake of taking her to a movie of her choice and we had to see through Twilight, but mm-hmm. The point being, like, that is just a thing for us. So she, after my uncle raved about it, chose Avatar. And we usually go to my parents' house, my mom's house, for a few days after Christmas. Like, we go go at Christmas, and then we stay at least till Kimberly's birthday. Mm -hmm. I think in this instance, we were staying another day or two after that. Right. So we went and saw Avatar. And my dad, my dad was with us, and my dad thought it was beautiful and everything. Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting next to Josh. (laughs) And they they reveal the unobtainium, and I wanted to pelt the screen with anything in my right. vicinity for that lack of imaginative name. Like uh-huh. you might as well have said it, MacGuffin, MacGuffin, like <laughs> unobtainium. I know, and and like Josh agreed with me, and my sister and I, my sister agreed with me, and so it just was. We were like, yeah, the spectacle of Avatar mm-hmm. is beautiful. It is a beautifully made film. If I go back to to Disney or Epcot or wherever it is, I will ride the ride because I think it's beautiful, and I and I think the actual like, which ride the the one that makes you feel like you're on the the oh, okay. flying creature. I don't think I'll ride the river ride, but maybe if I'm hot, or we, so, if it's hot or something. We did that. It's not worth it. If it's hot outside, maybe I will, but that's about it. That's why I wrote uh, It's a Small World After All when I wrote It's a Small World After oh my All. God. all my father made us. And then uh-huh. when I took, I, I don't think I actually got Josh on that ride. That, but that's why Kimmy and I rode Peter Pan and then we wound up right. loving it. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's just, it's one of those things that Avatar is... For me, it is more less about its story and more about its visuals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's kind of a James Cameron thing. For the most part, yeah. I mean, I enjoy Titanic, but it 
was very much about its visuals mm-hmm. and what it could do visually to push the, the, like the thing the that thing. It, like yes that is something that like I appreciate about James Cameron is yeah. that the man he is an innovator yeah. and so he is always looking to like push the technology further and you know the fact I mean fuck I'm like he, you know like the man funded like mm-hmm. expeditions into like the Marianas Trench like yep. just like to be able to like just like you know he wants to know as much as he can and he wants to yeah. do as much is like and yeah. i like i appreciate that and he continuously helps fund and and support different things yes. different and and like things. i said yeah. like i i appreciate that and it's you know it's because you know like like him wanting to tell the story of titanic kind of pushed him in that yeah. direction yeah and so it's and instead, Avatar, I, Avatar was about pushing yes, the, the boundaries like, of what you could do with special effects. Yes. And, but I will say, you know, his, like, his earlier career, yes, it is still some spectacle, mm-hmm. but I may be saying something controversial here. I think James Cameron is better with taking an existing property and continuing it than he is creating a new one. That's because fair. aliens... Oh my god! As much as I love the first Alien movie and like Ridley Scott, mwah, fucking incomparable. I mean, like Sigourney Weaver, like Tom Skerritt, John Hurt. Yeah, oh my god. I always like when I was a kid. Aliens two was I mean like Aliens, so the sequel to Alien, like it, that was it for me. I loved that movie so fucking much, and then. But like I didn't, I didn't fully appreciate Alien until I was much older, mm-hmm. because Aliens is just it, like it's terrifying and it's claustrophobic, and it tells a good story, but it's just it's fun and it's frantic and it's kind of you know it's not the slow kind of horror from um that you get from the first one, and and so I enjoyed aliens for a long time i enjoyed it much more than i did the first one and i would say the exact same thing about t2 (laughs) when i was a kid like i fuck like i enjoyed t2 so much more than i did the first terminator movie i don't know why i like i hated the original terminator like for a long time when i was a kid still not a huge fan of the movies in general but like there was something about t2 i'm like i am here for this romp um but yeah i but like with because what you're saying yeah so he's not good at necessarily world building yeah so much as he is building the visuals around the world Mm mm-hmm and, like, I, f- I feel that way about, like, Avatar. So after we saw Avatar, my sister was really mad that she'd wasted her choice. <laughs> and so, and this is not a movie you enjoy, but her, we, we ended up taking her back the day we left. Yeah. We took her to see another movie, and we saw the Sherlock Holmes Robert Downey Jr. Right. And it was infinitely better. Like, just, because the, the story at the heart of it was something yes. we enjoyed more than the spectacle of the prettiness that was avatar like my uncle saw avatar like three times in theaters mm-hmm. and i remember that we were just, josh and i just went why i'd, I'd already seen pocahontas <laughs> yeah he'd already seen pocahontas that's fair it's fern gully but you wouldn't know that uncultured swine um but, <laughs> but yeah like it, it's just very it, it's it's yeah. just that spectacle is something that if it doesn't if it is your story mm-hmm 
if the only way this movie is good is to see it in the cinema, to see it in a theater, mm-hmm. and not necessarily for the crowd experience, but because mm-hmm. you have to see it on a big screen, I don't necessarily want to see your movie. Yeah. Like, I hate that statement more than anything. Like, to really see this movie, you have to see it on the big screen. Then you messed up. Mm-hmm. Because it's about telling a story. It's not about... And, and yes, you show me the story, mm-hmm. but like some of the best, some of my favorite movies are movies that didn't have the access to special effects that we have today. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to win me by saying, oh, it's beautiful. That's, that's not, I watch sci-fi movies, guys. I don't care. Like I've watched <laughs> sci-fi original movies that none of them were good, but that has to do with plot. <laughs> like, right. Like I've, I will watch a movie that I, has horrible, I, a lot of horrible, like special effects. I, Yeah. I have it has a good story. I have said it before. I am a child of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with shitty special effects. Mm-hmm. I'm like if it wasn't like Jim Henson doing like some of your special effects, it was shit for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or even, you know, like the claymation, like, you know, the 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 Harryhausen stuff, you know, mm-hmm. in like the earlier, I'm like I and I know this would be blasphemy because Meg fucking loves like Clash of the Titans. Sorry, like, Meg. Yeah, I just like the Harryhausen stuff. Like, wasn't a fan. But again, I was like, I'm able to suspend. I'm able to suspend disbelief in like the shitty quality of the, you know, of the of some of the special effects if the story is still compelling. And, and your actors are good. I do. And, have to yeah, that. and and your actors are good. And um. It, you know, and a lot of that, it does hinge on the actors. Oh, of, yeah. You know, like... If your actors if, can't sell yeah, it, then... If, if you're telling a good story, you know, if like, if your actors can sell the story that you're telling, and I mean, fuck, we've talked about movies on this podcast, of like, if it weren't for the actors in it selling the movie, oh, yeah. it would be garbage. Oh, yeah. Sure. <clears throat> Wild Wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sometimes good actors can't save the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I'm just trying to think, like, I, so many, like, older films that are i mean like citizen uh-huh. kane and yeah. stuff like that yeah they have spectacle in them because they're orson wells but yes and they weren't made for TV, television mm-hmm. so yeah then you had to see a movie in the cinema to really see it but i can watch mm-hmm. you know psycho or casablanca or whatever in my home and and receive a lot of enjoyment from it mm-hmm. i mean it's not it doesn't have to be something that i see on a screen even Gone with the Wind, which is a spectacle movie in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. for me personally. Now, I know that not everybody agrees with me, and some people are now going to turn us off and never listen again. <laughs> and that is your prerogative. If you've been listening because we have sparkling commentary about spectacle, I feel sorry for you. But Well, I mean, but yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love a good cinematography. I love oh, good yeah. filming. And and sometimes that will make a difference for me in a movie. Absolutely. If it's, if it's distractingly bad. But I'm going to notice that at home or in a cinema. That's not going to affect mm-hmm. how I watch it. Same. I'm just because I'm just really sick of the whole like, especially right now, because we are just kind of hopefully coming out of the pandemic. And so for me, like, like I watch, like I said, like, like commentators on film who talk about you have to see this in a theater, talking specifically about like Dune, the new Dune movie, mm-hmm. or the new uh, or Shang-Chi or Eternals, which I haven't seen yet and I'm very excited to see. Yeah. But they're saying, oh, you have to see this in a theater to really experience it and to really understand it. No. Mm-hmm. Then it's a shit movie and I don't want to watch it. It's 
like if if all I'm gonna get I, enjoyment out of is how pretty it is, mm-hmm. then get, put me in. I'll watch Magic Mike if I want to watch pretty boys in a mo- or pretty pretty scenery in a movie. Mm-hmm. Magic Mike is shit, by the way. Never watch it. <laughs> but my point being, like, uh-huh. I, like there are tons of things I can watch mm-hmm. and receive that level of enjoyment, but also know that they're a crappy thing. I'm never gonna watch again. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this in ter- like all of these people who were saying, you know, you have to see it in a theater it's like it almost feels like it's a level of like almost like elitism there's oh, a le- there, there's a it's yeah it's there, like there's just a level of inherent snobbery to it Absolutely. because i mean and also like one again like this you know we're in you know these are <laughs> sorry i was gonna say a thing and then a song lyric popped into my head and i started to say that thing and i'm like nobody's gonna get that but me so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's you, so the song lyrics always pop in your head. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, these are strange times. And so, one, the idea of telling somebody, risk your life. This movie is so good, you have to risk your life to go see it. That does not sit well with me. Yeah. But also just the notion of... I will say that most of the people that said that did contend, like, if you're in an area where it's safe for you to do so. Like, most of them were not like, this isn't a risk-your-life movie. Like, you should never risk your life for a movie. Yeah. But if you live in an area where it is safe to do so, you know, you're not in the middle of a... Mm-hmm. Which we were for so long where we live. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not in the middle of a hot zone, then go see this movie in a theater. But my thing is, like, it's the snobbery of, well, like, uh, yeah, the well, HBO deal to, like, put all the movies on mm-hmm. HBO Max. I, I understand that it's a shit deal for someone who is relying on the yeah. movie box office. Yes. I, I understand that. I'm not coming at it from that angle. But to make try to make me feel like crap, because I, number one, would not have paid to go see Dune in a movie theater anyway. Because yeah. that's just not a movie that I was going right. to pay to see. Yeah. So I well, watched it here at home. Yeah. Same for Suicide Squad. I would not have paid to see that in a movie theater, so I watched it here at home with my HBO Max subscription. Yes. Th- that, was, that was the point that I was Sorry, getting yeah. to, was that, you know, like, I don't... I, you know, like there are, especially now, but I'm like, there are a lot of people who don't have the money to spend, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, for me, sure, it's not that bad. I'm like, it's just me. It's, you know, I'm by myself. I can, you know, depending on the time that I go, like the time that I go to the theater, I can see a movie, you know, for anywhere from like 10 to $15. I'm like, but you know, like if it, you and a spouse, like you and a friend, like whatever, I'm like, there are just people who can't afford that. Yeah. Like, you know, like with the way that, you know, like the inflation of ticket prices over the years, I'm like, it's like, you almost have to like take out a like small business loan. Which, to is, be- which is part of the reason that independent movies are not as, yeah, exactly. as well seen. Cause see, like, I hear that argument all the time. Like, well, people don't watch independent movies cause they're only going to see the Marvel movies. Well, no, it's just, that's where we get our enjoyment. The okay. independent movies are great. That, that is a point of you know talking about like you know people will only go see the see these independent movies or whatever there's a movie called fast color that is it is a it, not a superhero but it is a movie about a woman with superpowers who, like a black woman like like yeah it it is it is a movie about just you know like these three like this like black woman her mother and her daughter and this 
you know, matriarchal line of having these powers. And it is an independent movie. It was, it was, it had, it was Gugu and Bothara and Lorraine Toussaint and David Strathairn is in it. And I heard about this movie only because I follow Gugu on social media. Only reason that I heard of the movie. Mm -hmm. I was desperate for it to come to a movie theater around here. I would have been first in line to like hand over my money to see this movie, but it didn't get distribution around here anywhere. But the, as soon as I saw it on prime or Hulu or wherever it was, I immediately sat down and watched it. Yeah. And it is a fucking fantastic movie. If you don't make things available for people, they're not going to watch it. Yeah. Well, and, and but with the and with the inflation of ticket prices, yeah, you're more likely to go see a movie you know you're going to enjoy because Marvel has statistically been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's why they make their money. Exactly, is because they're in, like people enjoy those movies, and the independent films no one's ever heard of because they did, don't have. I, I will contend they don't have the budget. I will completely mm-hmm. agree with that. But also, why would I spend fifteen dollars to go see, you know, a movie that I might or might not like? Mm-hmm. Versus something that I that is a proven quantity, mm-hmm. and I admit that that's a problem, but it's also a problem because ticket prices. Like it, it's a problem because I, of I ticket can't prices. Spend fifteen bucks to go see like fifteen bucks and then fifteen bucks and fifteen bucks to go see like all of the independent movies that have been released. That's mm-hmm. why I'm such a fan of streaming for independent films. Yes, because I think it does so much. Like it, it gets and and I understand people are not making the box office money. You went go make the box office monies on a lot of the independent films anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of times when we get an independent film that we haven't seen, like a rom-com or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always so fun for us because it's like, how did we not know that this movie existed? And it's like, oh, yeah, because it was independent and it never came anywhere near us because, mm-hmm. you know. But see, then I'm also one of those people, though, who thinks that the Marvel movies are super enjoyable and I'm not a snob about – not that you are. I'm not talking about yeah, you. Yeah, no, I – but. But, like, there are some people who are like, the reason the Oscars matter, because I freaking don't think the Oscars matter. I don't. But the reason the Oscars matter is because that is, whatever many people, it's like several hundred of thousands, something like that, people who know film, who their opinions matter and carry weight. Bullshit. Yeah, (laughs) no. No, their, their opinions are based on people that have only lived in Hollywood and know nothing else but Hollywood. Yeah, and, like, and I... Sorry, that's a different no, rant. No, but no, 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 no. To me, it goes back to the elitism of you can only see a film in a theater. Exactly. Because, like, I... And, like, it... This is kind of turning into a, fen- like, into a defense of, like, stuff like the Marvel movies. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we just, we just finished... Like, we watched four Alfred Hitchcock movies. I loved all of them. They were all phenomenal. I will continue to watch Alfred Hitchcock movies in my life. I don't want to only watch Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I want, you know, sometimes I'm like, I want like a little frivolity. Sometimes like, I just want to see, you know, like sometimes like Pacific Rim. Sometimes I just want to watch two robots beat the shit out of each other. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, you can't. Yeah, but I hate the like the, this this film. Like like yeah. I, said, I watched Dune at Home. Like I told you this before we started recording. Uh-huh. I watched Dune at Home and that's what started the kind of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Is Dune is a beautiful movie, but I watched it at home because like I said I was never going to pay to see it in the theater anyway. Mm-hmm. That was sorry, Denis Villeneuve. I I I don't I don't care. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm a I am a 
cretin and a heathen when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, leave me at home and not around people, and I am a much happier human being, mm-hmm. not fighting through a crowd in a movie theater. I just mm-hmm. am. But also, like I said, wouldn't have paid to see this in theaters. Just it wasn't something that I knew anything about. Mm-hmm. I know it's been made into several different miniseries and movies and stuff like that. It's just not something that it was ever, even though I love sci-fi, it's just not something that's ever been like, ooh, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patrick Stewart's in one and I haven't watched it. That should tell you that it's always been on like a eh kind of thing mm-hmm. for me. But so, I, like I said, I watched the first Dune and that's one of those movies that people are like, if you don't see this in a theater, you're not seeing the movie. That's untrue. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it at home. And yeah, there are some things that would probably have been spectacular in a theater I don't mm-hmm. need to be in a theater to watch a million foot worm in my face. It's still pretty, pretty in my face here. Yeah. Like I'm not, I, it's just, it's, it's not, like, I understand the mentality behind it, but for someone to then say, oh, well, you didn't really see this movie because you didn't see it in theaters or you hate film because you wouldn't pay money to go see this in a theater. It's, it's snobbery and yeah. it's gatekeeping. And I hate it. And I hate both. Well, and also something that I guess thinking about, you know, because you and I are, we're about the story. Yeah. And the plot, the, yeah. we're about the plot. We're about everything, you know, and this is something that we talk about frequently. Like even when we're playing, you know, our, like our D and D games of like, we come at it from like, we create a character and mm-hmm. we want to do things with those characters. It's character driven. Yes. Than, like yeah. we, we, we prefer like something that is character driven and things like that. And part of that probably goes to, you know, our chosen major in college of for certain. Yes. Of we were people who we were driven by a story. And when you, when you spend, you know, four to five years reading, like, like spending, you know, like spending your time, like getting an education in storytelling, Mm-hmm. you i don't need the spectacle i have an imagination yes exactly yeah it's and, like, and, and part of that also comes back i think for us mm-hmm. specifically there, there are two things my brain's going three different directions uh-huh. sorry oh yeah no um, no, no. me too like, when we were growing up you read the lord of the rings books mm-hmm. i read the narnia books yep. and and like anna green gables and stuff like that so we had this like basis for imagination mm-hmm. built in yeah. to us because those movies and books or those books then required that mm-hmm. of us so we don't need the spectacle because we have a mind and a, an imagination of our own. And a lot of people, and, and I will be upfront and say, I know that some people can't do that. And that's mm-hmm. why some people don't enjoy reading those kinds of fictions and stuff. And they would rather watch them. And that is totally legitimate. This is just mm-hmm. for us personally. Yes. Um, and then the other thing, I was like, it kind of comes down to us having character driven. We talked about this a little bit at the end of Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why like a lot of like the Friday the 13th and yeah. the the Halloween movies don't, don't do anything for me is because mm-hmm. like I would rather be invested in a character mm-hmm. over a movie. I, I want to see a character arc mm-hmm. in a movie versus just seeing people get cut up and killed yeah. like it versus a body count. Uh huh. Like, and I think, I think it goes back to that same exact, it's the same exact reason. Yeah. I, I like a character. Dri- That's why certain thrillers like are so much scarier to me in some ways <laughs> Then, you know, like Halloween or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but like, that's why, like, I love Kingsman. That is a movie that has, like, a lot of gore and stuff. But it is from a character-driven <laughs> yes. place. Like, Sam Jackson's character and, and Colin Firth's character and Taron Edgerton's character. Yeah. All of them have motivations and arcs. hmm And, like, I even, and, and don't get me wrong, I can also enjoy, like, 
a movie that doesn't. I watched James Bond movies. So, <laughs> so like, I can understand and appreciate wanting to watch things just explode sometimes. Yeah. I, I, they're never my favorite movies, though. Mm-hmm. Like, and the ones that are, are ones where the villains are fun or interesting. Like, I watched all the Pierce Brosnan ones mostly because those mm-hmm. are what came out when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoy them. They're funny, but I don't take them they're not something that I'm going to revisit time and time and time again, like Kingsman Mm -hmm. or even John wick, which is a action movie, Mm -hmm. but it is driven by the John Wick character. Well, and going, you know, thinking back to, um, this has really gone off from spectacle, but I think it all comes down to the same thing. Well, I'm, I'm thinking back to, you know, movie, like also like stuff that came out, like when we were kids, it's like one of my absolute favorite things ever to watch was, um, I, like I, when I was a kid, like I, like I mentioned before, like my first celebrity crush was Patrick Swayze. A later celebrity crush was Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they basically kind of overlapped, but there was a point in time where I was watching uh, Last Crusade practically every day. Fantastic movie. Yes. And it's, you know, because we see like, yes, it's a trilogy, but like we see character growth over time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. throughout, the, like even like within the movies, but then over the arc of the trilogy. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I watched that on my tiny little like 13 inch television that I had in my bedroom yeah. when I was a kid. Loved it. Yeah. I like, even like as I've gotten older and televisions have gotten bigger, I still love it because it is fun and it is, it is fun. It is enjoyable. It's popcorn, but there's there's still some substance to it because there is a story being told. Mm-hmm. I went to see Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in theater, and I hated it. I don't hate that movie. Well, <laughs> I, I actually I have a lot say, of things I enjoy in that movie. The plot itself is really shitty. I, okay, I was fine with it. And then there was just a point where I went, Really? I think it's, I think Kate Blanchett is not great in that movie and it's not her fault. I just don't think the character's good. I, I don't think that character was well thought out. This I also, think she was a one note. Like I think she was, I think she was very one note. Yeah. And also the fact that like, because, and it's because, you know, in, and this is just fuck man, whatever. Um, this is us talking about whatever we've said yeah, that before. Well, and you know, as we've said before, like when we go two weeks without having like sit down conversations, it's like everything just builds up and then we explode, like the vol- <laughs> the volcano erupts, and so we have a lot of things to say. Um, but the the notion of like everybody knows Nazis are bad, and that was you know yeah. the typical Indiana Jones villain. In, yeah, Nazis know, are a good punching bag. Yes. Like, not, <laughs> Nazis... There's no such thing as a good Nazi. Yeah. Nazis are there to be punched. And because, you know, aging up Indiana Jones and setting it during the Cold War, it's like... I, okay. There's a lot more... There's a lot more to that. There's a lot more politics to it. Yeah. Because... Because we have the you know the the national identity of america swooped in and helped save the world at the end of world war 2 and then we get into you know then we get into the cold war and it's like ah mm, mm, yeah okay so yes i'm sure yes okay yes these russians are bad 
okay. But not all Russians are bad. But not all <laughs> but not all Russians are bad. Um and also, um who who created the atomic bomb? A Was... lot of different right a lot of different nationalities. True. <laughs> a lot who... of different people. <laughs> Who dropped the atomic bomb? I it was not just <laughs> their choice, though. Yes, like, I know fair. that. But yeah, however, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We dropped two nuclear bombs on fucking mostly innocent people. Mm-hmm. Our hands are not clean in the Cold War, and so when you're like, like when you have these type of movies, these type of action adventure movies, you need a clear cut villain. Yeah. In the original trilogy, obviously, Nazis are the bad guys. Nazis did horrible things. But like I said, then you get into the Cold War, and it's murky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, so, that's why so many, like, TV series of the of the 80s yeah. dealt with Russians. Like, yeah, like, like Russians, and, Russians were the villains throughout, like, the entirety of the depending 80s. Depending on the television series... I I always appreciated that there was nuance to not all television series, not all television series, but there are some that like would have nuance. Like there were people working for the KGB, but there were also legitimately good people. (laughs) Yes. Like you had both just like you had both in America. Yeah. Like you had, you had a both, like that's the way it kind of always is. Yeah. Always both. But, but yeah, like you need the clear cut Nazis. There's not both. There's Nazis. Mm hmm. Like, if you're a good Nazi, you're, like, a double agent. Like, right. Like, and we, you know, we have those stories. Absolutely. But, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, it's, you know, you haven't, like, there's an example of, like, it, like, spectacle. And, you know, and, like, and I would also contend, you know, the, the mummy movies that I, mm-hmm. I loved so much, you know. The, Fantastic the, movies. What, you know, the, the Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, like, the mm-hmm. mummy one and the mummy two. Did I see them in theaters? Hell yes. Did I have a great time? Absolutely. I still, like, I will rewatch them, like, every yeah. week of my life. Because they're great. I'm like, but I don't, you know. Spectacle can add to the story. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be your story. It shouldn't be the entire story. Like, I think that's my issue. Yes. When they say, you're not enjoying this movie to its best capacity because you're not seeing it in the theater. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can yeah. absolutely enjoy a movie to its best capacity at home without having a personal theater mm-hmm. like you i just think you can like oh, no, and, i know i absolutely agree I, and like i said if you don't agree with us that's totally fine they're legitimately you can have your own opinion it's yeah i just think maybe think about why people have that opinion instead of just spout off yeah your elitist crap about it's like i said it's, it's elitism and it's gatekeeping yeah. and a lot of it comes down to it's always about like it's always white dudes talking about like other like white dudes that they are holding up as a template of like this is what all films should be and i'm like no <laughs> i'm like no like these white dudes are not the only good filmmakers in the world because the only directors that i hear anybody talk about anymore and like and this is mostly because i'm on twitter like the only directors that anybody like you know talks about it's the you know it's the the nolans and the snyders and like and i'm like no i'm like see, just eternals is chloe Zhao. yeah and, but i've heard the same thing about eternals mm-hmm. is that you need to see it on a bit on an imax or you're not really seeing it 
And I, I, I'm not going to see it on IMAX. I, I will probably see it in theaters, mm-hmm. but that's mostly because I need to see it before I go see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's pretty much the reason I will see it in theaters. Yeah. Marvel has won me over in that respect. Like that's why I went and saw Shang-Chi mm-hmm. is because I had to see that in a movie theater because I wanted to see it before Eternals came out. And yeah. now I need to see Eternals before Spider-Man comes out. Marvel, you have suckered me I know. In, and it was I, like, well, and I even... fully appreciate being suckered. I, I enjoy everything right. I get from them. So like, I don't well, care. You know, I was like, but even, you know, yeah, even, even some, that yeah. is like, is, is almost like its own form of elitism and gatekeeping because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, not everybody can go see these and movies in theaters. I and will, so I will say to be, I think like try not, not all the movies require you to have seen them. Like yeah. I've seen people who have, the only ones I would say that require you to see other movies is in game. Everything else you could catch up by just watching infinity war maybe um but the avengers movies build so beautifully on top of each other mm-hmm. that that it, it is good to see all the avengers before you see mm-hmm. infinity war but i don't think it is what's the word i don't think it is like the most important thing mm-hmm. Like, yes, Civil War is good to see, so you understand why these characters are fighting, but also these characters are just not getting along right now. Yeah. Like, the summation he gives Bruce, which is like, yeah, we had a falling out. It's all you need. Like, yeah, exactly. Summation, like, done. Endgame, you do have to obviously have seen what came before for Endgame to have an emotional impact. Yeah. And boy, does it have an emotional (laughs) impact when you've seen everything. But but the others, I I think they have done a fairly good job, not perfect, mm-hmm. but fairly good at building a universe and also being like, hey, you can just watch this. Mm-hmm. The only and I would say the shows are probably the Disney Plus shows are probably the other like you have to have seen other things to understand the context of those mm-hmm. shows because like somebody just watching WandaVision, yeah, you can still enjoy WandaVision. I I fully think if you've not seen the other Marvel properties. Yeah. But like you're Mar- going to miss a couple yeah. of gut punch moments. I was going to say, like WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm like, these are all, you know, yeah. like, and the upcoming Hawkeye. So I'm excited. Like, I know, me too. Um, yeah. I was like, not necessarily MCU Hawkeye, but just Hawkeye in well, general the- is like my favorite Avenger. And, and that's the other thing, okay? WandaVision, that is a spectacle of a television series. As a fucking lately. And it is. I watch it on my TV. So yeah. it's, I just get sick of the elitism crap. And oh, I, I hear too. it a lot because I watch, I watch some white dudes <laughs> talk about movies. <laughs> I watch multiple white dudes <laughs> talk about movies. And, and a lot of them are like, like I do see some that are just like us. They're like, I, I'm watching this movie because mm-hmm. I like story. Yeah. But if I'm just seeing a pretty picture at the end of the day, for me, Mm-hmm. It's a pretty picture, but like it's not going to stick with me. The only reason Avatar stuck with me is because of how much everybody hero worshipped it, and I was like, "Why?" See, that's the thing. It's like I I've seen it once, and I can still tell you most of the beats in the movie because I've seen Fern Gully. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. no, I I it's was a- gonna say is like I I remember like when the movie came out, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And blah blah blah, and like everybody was just jizzing in their pants over this movie, and then sometime later, I was like yeah what's it about and they're like uh (laughs) and so yeah yeah. i mean this is gonna sound so bad avatar is gorgeous and there is that scene where Mm -hmm. like the thing that was possible with avatar is the scene where they're like flying on the Mm -hmm. creatures over the thing i get the same feeling when i watch how to how to train your dragon (laughs) like and it's a better movie (laughs) (laughs) it's just straight up a better movie Oh my god! Yeah, it's it, like I do. No, because like it's a similar shot yeah. type thing, 
And like the How to Drain Your Dragon, even like the second one when it's like when they're learning how to ride dragons and like there's a whole like it gives you feels. Yes. And like granted, I'm an animation animation person anyway. Like mm-hmm. I love a good animated movie to give me feels. Same. So like, yeah, it's just it's one of those things like. But yeah, that's that's my soapbox about spectacle and a lot of other things. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just I mean, I just thought it is, would be fun to talk about. This is our tangent cast. Yep. Hope you liked it. <laughs> Hope it made sense to people. <laughs> and I'm sorry if you yeah, it's like pe- pe- people coming in in like the middle of our conversation that we just decided like fuck, we just need to record this. Yep. Well, my husband's always saying that he finds our conversations when we're not talking about movies more interesting. Yeah, than we're talking about them. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably all we. That's yeah, you got it. Just <laughs> hit end. <laughs> all right, bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com. <laughs>